Today on episode number 602, we're going to talk about podcast media hosting. And if you've ever thought of moving to a new host, when you should, why you should, when you shouldn't, we're going to talk about that. I'm going to share a story about a new media host that was really one of the worst experiences I've ever had. And speaking of bad experiences, I tried something and it didn't work at all the way I thought it would. And I'm so happy I did it. Hit it, ladies. The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting Sense 2005. I am your very own personal podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. If you are new to this award-winning podcast, here's what we do. I'm going to help you massage your message. I'm going to help you tackle the technology. Today, we're talking a lot about technology. We're going to get our geek on. I hope you face your fears. I hope you flatten that learning curve and get you on the road, not just to just podcasting, because look, you can go out to YouTube right now and watch a lot of really old, outdated YouTube videos, and it's going to get you going in the wrong direction. And today, I'm going to stop you from going in the wrong direction. Wait till you hear about the fun I've had. Our website is schoolofpodcasting.com. Use the coupon code LISTENER. That's L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R. And by the way, that coupon code is not on the website. I'm giving it to you because you took the time to click on play. And it's my way of saying thank you. Now, what we're going to talk about today is moving either your podcast media hosting, you're going to go from company A to company B, or maybe you've been self-hosting and you think you should start using a podcast media hosting company. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about should I move my web host and how do I do that and why would I want to do either one of those. I'm also going to tell you one of the absolute worst experiences I've had with any podcast company ever. Uh, That is coming up right after I get done telling you about what I'm doing July 24th through the 26th in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. That is, of course, Podcast Movement 2018. This is where you're going to have over 2,000 podcasters from around the world converge on Philadelphia, PA. I was thinking about this today. I have met so many cool people at Podcast Movement. One was Seth Ressler. I met him at Podcast Movement. He's a guy that's kind of coming from the radio side. He's a really cool bridge guy. He, he talks radio and he talks podcasting. And there was a really big article that went out a couple weeks ago about is there a discovery problem in podcasting? And Seth was the guy behind that. And I was included in that article. Why? Because I met him at Podcast Movement. And there's everybody there from if you're a brand new podcaster starting out. If you're a seasoned podcaster and you're having fun, but you'd like to maybe take your podcast and start maybe monetizing it, things like that. This is the place where you want to be. Again, over 2000 podcasters from around the world, over a hundred sessions on topics ranging from the technical aspects of setting up your equipment and the audio production, as well as the marketing, because it's not enough just to make it. You got to market it. And if you're into it, If you want to monetize your podcast, there's going to be some resources there for that as well. When you venture into the expo hall, you're looking at over 60 podcast service and equipment providers. So whether you're in the mood for a a new microphone or you're trying to figure out uh, which host is best for you, we're going to talk about hosting today. You can do this face-to-face at Podcast Movement. So again, it's in Philadelphia, PA, July 24th through the 26th. Check it out, podcastmovement.com. Use the coupon code SOP when you go over and sign up. Thank you, Podcast Movement, so much for sponsoring the School of Podcasting. All right, let's get intimate, shall we? That sounds funny. 
I want to share a story. I uh, have a course. It's called Podcasting in Six Weeks. If you're a regular listener, you heard me promoting this. And I did it about five years ago. Went gangbusters. In fact, I had two sessions of it. It was really cool. Kind of took it off the market because I had to work on my marriage at the time. I was a little overbooked. And uh, now that I am divorced, so apparently that wasn't the problem, (laughs) uh, I've brought it back. And I maybe didn't give myself enough time to promote it. Maybe could have worked on the sales page a little bit. But can I, since it's just me and you, can I tell you something? I only have one student. That's right. One person signed up. And I always tell you, you can't improve what you don't launch. And some of us want to launch the perfect podcast. And I, you've heard me say this. If you're, if you're a new listener, it's one of my favorite. Your, your podcast is not a statue. It's a recipe. And here's what is so cool about this. So I did something. And in a way, some might say it was a, if you could put, can you give me air quotes, a mistake? It wasn't. Because number one, this is my my top dollar program. It's not cheap. It's $14.99. Six weeks in a row, we get together. We plan your podcast. It's me and you working side by side. It was supposed to be group coaching. But here's the cool thing. So I have one person sign up. And what I'm able to do is tailor this class. We didn't change it a whole lot. But I'll give you an example. He'd already recorded a podcast in the in the past. So he didn't need the whole microphone thing and some of the other things, but he was thinking of having a, an online course. And I'm like, well, I can help you with that. So we customized the class for him. And I was like, Ooh, this is, this is cool. This is actually making a difference in this person's life. This is changing. Okay, cool. Then when I was doing this, I had probably, I don't know, a dozen people contact me, had a few of them on the phone. And they're like, oh, I want to do this. Oh, I want to work with you. Oh, this is going to be. But there was one thing. It was the schedule. The schedule. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, soccer practice, whatever it is. And so I was like, okay, well, uh, uh, um, okay. So here's what I'm going to do. And this, there's no sales page for this now. I'm just throwing this idea out there. If you're the kind of person that wants me to get in the mud with you, work side by side. I love this because I am doing all the things that I do, help you find influencers, help you find places to shape your content and work with you on equipment and things like that. And I want to test this a little more. If you're interested in this, just email me and put in the subject line podcast mentorship, because what I'm, this is what I'm thinking. You buy six hours of podcast consulting, just like podcasting in six weeks, you get a year subscription to the school of podcasting. And then instead of me going and here's when the, here's when we're going to meet. What you do is you look at my schedule and you tell me, you tell me when we're going to meet, you want to do this in six hour things. Great. You want to do it in 12 half hour things. Cool. You want to do it in 30, 15 segments? Fine. You have 12 months from the minute you order it to use your six hours. I'm not a phone company. I don't want to get into the fun joy of of tracking how much time you have left. And I like that idea. And then some of you, we may do a traditional podcasting in six weeks. We'll go from zero to hero, 
right? We'll go through planning and everything else. But some of you may just want that mentorship to, hey, Dave, can we really get into you listening to my show and helping me improve it or whatever it's going to be? Again, I like this idea. I like I like working in groups, but it's to me, I remember when I was doing uh, working in a corporate scenario and we would have people come in and I was teaching uh, computer stuff and I helped three people get their GED and they came in with their their GED, like the, the paperwork and just gave me a big hug and said, you know, I couldn't have done this without you because I remember one person, this one person could not do math. And I just kept saying, you got this, you can do this, just a little practice, you know, breathe. And I really helped her through, she had serious test anxiety. And there is something of working one-on-one too, that is, for me, it, it scratches an itch. Let's just put it that way. It's something that I'm like, oh, wow, I made a difference in that person's life. So I kind of like this idea too, of getting down in the mud with you and working with you together as a team. So if you're interested in that, simply email me, Dave at schoolofpodcasting.com. And again, I want to go back to my main point. I threw this out there, wasn't sure if it was going to work. I got feedback from my audience. I'm listening to that feedback. And now I'm coming out with my new recipe and saying, Hey, For those of you, and I hate the phrase hand-holding. Some people say that. I just want you to hold my hand. But for those of you that want a little more personalized approach and you've got the budget for it, what do you think of this recipe? So I'm putting the pie back on your table going, take a taste of that. Does that sound, does this taste more like what you're looking for? So you can do the same thing with your podcast, but you can't, there's only one way to know if your podcast is good or not, and that is you have to launch. So in my case, I was like, hmm, not sure if podcasting in six weeks is going to work. It worked five years ago. Let's throw it out there. And it works. It's working great for one person. But I had a bunch of people that said, hmm, like the idea. Can we switch the schedule? So here's my recipe. Let me know what you think. Dave at schoolofpodcasting.com. Hey, let's talk about the elephant in the room, shall we? And that is for almost two years now, I was hired in February of uh, 2016 to work at Libsyn, L-I-B-S-Y-N.com. It's a podcast media hosting company. You can get a free month there using the coupon code SOP free. That's SOP free, all one word. And today I'm going to be talking about media hosting companies and a lot of times People will go, oh, well, Dave's just going to be a show for Libsyn. And if you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash 602, you'll see where there are a lot of things that I have lots of screenshots today. I'm really trying to keep my school of podcasting hat on and just talk about facts. But there are times when people think about moving from one company to the other. And I want to talk about what in, what's involved with that. I want to talk about what I look for in a media hosting company. And we'll kind of go from there. Behind the scenes, this is the third time I've recorded this. I have notes in front of me, and it's just really long. So I'm kind of trying to do a a Reader's Digest version without leaving out all the good stuff. So here's my criteria. And this this comes from me being a teacher for so many years. I, I think that's where I'm like, here's the criteria. And this makes it really easy to determine if I like a podcast host or not. And I've actually updated this. So the first thing is don't mess with my file name. 
Now, there's an asterisk next to that one, and I'll explain why here in a second. Number two, don't mess with my file format. Don't change my bit rate. Don't mess with my ID3 tags. Number three, give me the ability to have an unlimited back catalog. So unlimited storage. Number four, don't limit my audience size, meaning unlimited bandwidth. Number five, don't control my feed and make it easy to leave if I choose to do so. I need to be able to put in a 301 redirect. Number seven, charge me for your service so you can stay in business. I know some people are like, wait, don't you want it for free? No, because free companies go out of business. I've seen it happen three times. Number eight, give me stats so I can see what's working. And it would be nice if they were accurate. Number nine, this is new, support the iTunes serial episodic season and episode numbers. Those are the new fields that came out uh, last year. And then number 10, be IAB compliant. Now, please note, as I record this on January 2018, nobody's compliant. We're all in line to be certified, but the certification process hasn't been unveiled yet. But in the future, that's going to be part of it. When you can be certified, I want you to be certified so that I know my stats are normal. Now, the very first one, don't mess with my file name. I know that some media hosts offer the ability to inject MP3 files with an advertisement. And in those instances, you get a pass because I really don't expect you to take my file, split it in two, throw an ad in the middle, stitch it back together and not change the file name. But if you're if I'm not doing uh, any kind of advertising, don't mess with my file name, doggone it. So here are the media hosts I looked at. Amazon S3, Buzzsprout, Podomatic, Libsyn, Blueberry, Podbean, Spreaker, SoundCloud, Simplecast, Podmeo, Pinecast, and Hushka. And applying that 10 criteria, realizing that nobody can do number 10 yet, here's who made the cut. Libsyn, Blueberry, and Podbean. And you're like, but Dave, don't you like Spreaker? I do like Spreaker, but only in certain circumstances. They don't allow you to have an unlimited back catalog. But if I was a band wanting to do live podcasts on the road or record a podcast with my phone, Spreaker would definitely be in that conversation. So why would you move your podcast to a new media host? Well, in some cases, maybe you don't have an old media host. Maybe you are hosting your files on your web host. And you go, but Dave, my web host has unlimited bandwidth, unlimited storage. It's not a problem with the bandwidth or the storage. It's the matter that all of a sudden hundreds of people, maybe thousands of people are grabbing that one MP3 file at the same time and their servers go (laughs) and they can't handle it. And so you will get a thing. You're using up too many of our resources and they will politely ask you to move or leave. And in some cases, Maybe you're using, now everybody knows if you're a regular listener of the show, SoundCloud is a music company that does podcasting poorly. Squarespace is a website company that does podcasting poorly. And in the case of SoundCloud, they came out with two improvements, they like two updates, like here's what's coming in at SoundCloud. Two of them last year, neither one had a single update to their podcast system. Meanwhile, Apple has thrown out these new uh, fields, right? The serial, the episode numbers, not even a mention of it at SoundCloud. They're really not a podcast hosting company in my book. We could also throw on top of that, they've lost hundreds of millions of dollars. Uh, so that would be one reason to leave. And maybe you're just not happy with somebody's service. Maybe you're not happy with their support, whatever it is. Uh, and maybe in some cases, they sold you certain features that you find out later that aren't entirely accurate. We'll kind of talk about that a little later. And uh, maybe you decide that you, uh, you know, just for whatever reason, you hear about a bright, shiny thing and you want to try the new thing. 
Well, that's what I kind of want to talk about here is let's talk about what moving to a new media host will not do for you. And this is one of those, it's kind of a gray area, but if you're thinking moving my show from, let's say you're self-hosted, let's go that route. Let's do a specific example. I'm self-hosted and I decide to move to Lipson using the coupon code SOP free. Is that going to bring me more audience? Because I'm already on iTunes, Google Play Music, TuneIn, and Stitcher. Is it going to bring me more audience? No, probably not. Why? Because you're already listed in all the directories. What you won't have now is your web host going, hey, uh, you need to move. What might happen is your website might, key point there, might speed up because you can use the Libsyn feed now. Might, maybe. And so that would be something I want to point out. If your podcast is not bringing value to your listeners, the fact that you have a new media host hosting those files is not going to grow your audience. Now, I realize that some podcast hosts have more opportunities to promote your show on things like Spotify and iHeart and things like that. But let's just go, let's kind of forget that for a second and just say, look, media host to media host, that's not going to grow your audience. And I see people that think that, oh, if I move to somebody else, they're they're a more popular host, they're a more popular uh, media host. No, it's really about your content. That's what's going to grow your audience. So what is the process of moving from one media host to the next? Because I just did this twice. And I'm here to tell you, it's not a lot of fun. Now, on the other hand, it's not that hard. But there is one step that's really, really not fun. And so here's the typical process. Number one, you take your feed. Well, let's go right there. Because if you're new to podcasting, you're like, Dave, what's a feed? And let's use the analogy of radio. And if you're a regular listener of the show, You've heard this before. Hang with me. And that is with radio, you have a frequency. So here in Ohio, I have 100.7 and I can have different radios, a Panasonic and a Sony, both tune into that, that station, that frequency. And when I put on a new record, that new record is then gone out to those radios. Well, with podcasting, instead of having a frequency, you have a feed and instead of radios, instead of a Sony and a Panasonic, you have Apple podcasts and Stitcher. So when you put out a new episode, it is syndicated out to those apps. So what we're going to do here is we're going to take your feed that has all your information, your artwork, and all your MP3 files, and you're going to give it to your new host, and they're going to import it. And so now, in fact, a better way of looking at it, they're going to clone your feed. It's going to look exactly like it. All the information, all the artwork, all the MP3 files, everything is there. Then you go to your current, uh, you go to your new host. And you want to put in a thing called a new feed tag. And it's just a little bit of code. You copy and paste it in there. And this is per Apple, by the way. That step is from Apple saying you need to do this. Step three is then you basically redirect your old feed. So this is like saying, hey, we're no longer on 100.7. And when you tune into that station, it says, hey, we've moved to 97.5. So that's basically the techie term for that is 301 redirect. And so if we follow that now, let's say I'm a listener of your podcast. I fire up my phone, I fire up my app, and it goes to your feed to say, hey, is there any new episodes out? And instead your feed goes, hey, um, we moved. We're over here on this new media host. So your app follows the address, goes over to the new media host, and the new media host says, hey, check it out, we're new. 
We're brand new. Can you do me a favor and update the app? And in the future, don't look at the old host. Just look at me and I'll let you know if there are any new episodes. And the app goes, okay. And it updates. This all happens behind the scenes. And so that's the cool thing. That's what happens. And that part is easy. And that is something, again, you got to be very careful with this because if you mess that up and let's say you put in a redirect that says we moved over to 97, instead of 97.5, I put in 97.6. Ooh, that could be bad. You just told people, you just sent people to a, let's say it's a, it's a house. You just sent, instead of giving them the correct address, you gave them the wrong address. So be careful with this when you're messing with your feed. And if you're not sure, find somebody who understands podcasting. That could be me or whoever, and they can walk you through this. Because it's one of those things that's easy, but you don't want to just like, man, whatever, blow your way through it because you can really shoot yourself in the foot. The fourth step of this process is the one that nobody wants to hear. So in my case, I had 100 episodes. And I switched my feeds because I was playing. Basically, me as a podcast consultant, I like to play with a lot of different toys. And I had to take all the episodes and replace them on my website. If I want to track all of my downloads, the feed thing gets all my subscribers. What about the people that come to my website? So I had to replace all the old episodes on my website with the new files. It sounds much harder than it is. For me, it took about 15, 20 minutes having multiple tabs open, a lot of copy, paste, copy, paste, save, copy, paste, save, copy, paste, save. Uh, Now, the other thing is Apple recommends that you leave that redirect, that kind of change of address. They want you leaving it there for four weeks. Now, why is that? And that's because not everybody fires up their favorite podcast app every day. And so if they fired up every two weeks and you only left it in there for two days, uh, they're going to miss the note that said, hey, we moved. And they're going to keep looking at your old, they're going to keep tuning into your old radio station when you move to the new radio station, right? They're going to keep looking at the old feed when you have a new feed. Now, in some cases, Google Play Music and tune in. You might have to contact them manually to update your feed. You can go into Stitcher.com and uh, update that yourself. You just go to the partner portal. In general, you go to all the places you went where you submitted your show to these directories, you go to the exact same place and that's either A, where you can update it or B, contact people to say, hey, can you put in here that I moved? So that's pretty cool. Now, this whole redirect thing sounds kind of geeky. Like how do the I, 301, huh? Well, in some cases, if your podcast is on your website, you can contact your web host and say, hey, can you put in, and that's the phrase you want to use, a 301 redirect So if somebody comes to my old feed, yada, 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 slash feed, slash podcast, I want them to go to yada, 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 new feed, slash whatever, whatever. And your media host may do that. Now, there's also a really cool free WordPress plugin, and it's creatively named, you guessed it, Redirection. You can find it at redirection.me. It's from John Godley, who actually works for Automatic, which is the company behind WordPress. And basically, you install this plugin, and I've got screenshots and directions, schoolofpodcasting.com slash 602. You put this in, and you save it, and your redirection should be in place almost immediately. Now, how do you test that? You simply put the address of your old feed into your address bar. So in English, you, you kind of go, like it's a website. You go to your old feed address, and you should see it switch to your new feed address, whatever that is. Now, 
If you're doing this in Chrome, you're probably going to get a face full of code, and that's normal. We don't really care about that. What we want to do is look at the top at the address, and if that address is your new feed, then it's working. And so what will happen again? Your app will fire up. Your audience will fire up their app. They'll go to the old feed. The old feed will say, hey, go to the new feed. The new feed will say, hey, I'm new. Update the app, and everything is cool. And then again, you just have to replace your files on your website with the files from your new media host. And that's all you have to do. Just keep in mind again that A, this may not help you grow your audience at all. In the end, it's your content that really gets your your podcast going up the charts and things like that because you're inspiring word of mouth. So keep that in mind. And if you are thinking of doing this, but you're like, "Mm, Dave, most of that just went right over my head. Well, again, you can go out to schoolofpodcasting.com slash 602 or just contact me, Dave, at schoolofpodcasting.com and I can answer your questions on this. So since I'm going to be talking podcast media hosting, I'm going to stick to the facts. That's how I do this because obviously I work for the competition, but if I'm going to do this objectively, here's what happened to me in my case. This also stops me from getting sued. So the company I'm talking about is Podmeo. And to pull back the curtain, I wasn't going to review them at all because I didn't want to give them any exposure at all. And they did something recently that I'm like, okay, and this sounds weird, but I feel somewhat responsible for you. Like if for some reason, two months from now, you join them and they turn out to be awful, I would feel bad that I didn't say, hey, here's the experience I had with them. So, and I'll I'll tell you the final straw that, that I was like, oh, I got to talk about these people. So here's the thing. They came out and on their website, it says, well, first of all, they contacted me. They contacted me me. And so maybe that's rule number one, know who you're talking to. And they have a statement on their website. Uh, Podmeo is the world's number one podcasting platform that has everything you need for a podcaster of any level at any affordable price. And I interacted with a person via email, wanted to know if I wanted a demo. I'm like, I don't really have time for this. But on December 23rd, he came on Ask the Podcast Coach, which is a show I do every Saturday with Jim Cullison from TheAverageGuy.tv. He gave us a little demo, and we kind of called him out on that particular thing, and this is what it sounded like. Go ahead. The world's number one podcasting platform? Yeah. Okay. Because I'm like, <laughs> I'm thinking there might be. <laughs> Qualify that. <laughs> we are, you know, uh, when I show you the you know, features and the uh, services we have, you'll realize that, you know, no one even comes close to what we do. And I don't, I'm not going to name anybody on this, you know, <laughs> or, you know, demo, but right. I will highlight some points. Okay. For you. Listen, I'm, you can't do this, Dave, but right. I can. I mean, it is a little, the, the world's number one podcasting platform is a little misleading. I mean, because what? And I guess if you guys are going to have your own I mean, I mean, think, think of it this way. Okay. So, as a podcaster who actually comes to the website on a sales page, we have to convince them. So that's the reason they have that. He's trying to convince you that they're number one. Okay. So, and he said, I asked him how long they've been around. They've been around. He said uh, for two months for the back end and uh, publicly for two weeks, this is back in December again. And so let me just, cause the first time I tried to tell the story, it took me like an hour. So here's what happened. Uh, I've, 
I jumped in, I wanted to test them. And the first thing I saw is I went to import one of my old feeds. So this is where, again, we talked about this at the beginning of the show, you want your new host to clone your old feed. Well, the first thing I see is, uh, hey, thanks for your feed. It'll be imported in the next 24 hours. Now, again, from my chair, and I'm sure Blueberry can say this. I know I know Spreaker. I've done it on Spreaker. It doesn't take 24 hours. I've imported people from SoundCloud. And if you're on SoundCloud, you can import your feed for free on Libsyn. doesn't matter how many back catalog you have. And I've imported people with hundreds of episodes in like 15 minutes, if that. So the fact that I had to wait 24 hours, I'm like, eh, okay. Then it didn't have all my info. When it did import, now they said that wasn't their problem. It was the feed I was importing from, but they did fix it. So let's talk about the bad and the good. They did fix it and they re-imported it. But when I went to say, hey, this doesn't have all my information, they sent me to a ticketing system that didn't work. So I went back to my original contact and said, hey, your ticketing system doesn't work, to which he sent me to another ticketing system, and I'm not making this up. It didn't work. Screenshots at schoolpodcast.com slash 602. And they were saying, we're innovative, and we have all these new things. Well, the one thing they have is a thing, and it used to say this on their website, they use the phrase ad insertion. And they have since updated this, which is good on them because ad insertion to most people means that you're going to take my file and somewhere in the middle or end or the beginning or something, you're going to insert an ad. It's called dynamic ad insertion. And now they, I noticed they just updated their website to interchangeable advertisements. And so what this is, is this has nothing to do with your subscribers, their ad system only works on their website. Now, it is kind of cool because you specify an image, you upload an MP3 file that has your ad, and you have a link. So when people click play on your website, that's a key point here, this little thing pops up, they have to watch the ad. It's a little bit like YouTube where you have to watch an ad before you can listen to the thing. And so that's cool to a certain extent. And then it, it dawned on me, oh, that's right, about 80% of people listen to podcasts on a portable device, not on a website. And I was like, hmm, okay. There are no stats on how many times the ad is played or things like that. And again, they're new. But the thing that for me, I was like, wait a minute, you said dynamic ad insertion. And this is not, it's it's dynamic ad insertion on your website with their player. So wherever you embed their player, this little thing pops up. But I was kind of like, that's not dynamic ad insertion, at least under the traditional thing. And that, again, is where you'll see where I kind of go, I don't think they get podcasting. So this innovative number one podcasting platform, when I logged in, this again is in December, did not have the new iTunes tags. Now they have them now, thanks to me, because I went, hey, where's the iTunes tags? And so I'm talking about serial episodic episode numbers, serial numbers. And once they put them in it messed up my show. It put that my show was season one. Well, I don't have seasons for this particular show. And when I went to delete the number one, it caused an error message back to the help desk. And again, they fix it. So I'm doing Q and a for what is essentially a competitor of mine and I'm not getting paid for it. And so I was at this point a little leery and I'm like, okay, I don't think I'm going to actually use these guys. And so I thought, let's kill two birds with one stone. There's a, a new service called podcastmirror.com. This is from Blueberry. And if you've been around long enough to remember FeedBurner, 
it's FeedBurner with a different name. You basically put your source feed into Podcast Mirror, and instead of submitting your source feed to iTunes and Stitcher, you submit the Podcast Mirror feed, and then later, if you want to switch media hosts, you just change it in Podcast Mirror, and it updates every place else. I get it. It's time for my opinion. You ready? This is my opinion. I try to keep the technology between me and my audience to only things that are essential. And in this case, I was no longer really trusting the media host I was working with, and I had a feeling I was going to move, so I moved to Podcast Mirror. Now, uh, so that was kind of weird. And when I went to Podcast Mirror and put in the feed, and again, screenshots, schoolofpodcasting.com slash 602, it said, hey, the supplied URL is not a podcast feed. And I went, well, that's odd because I did go to castfeedvalidator.com and it said it was valid. And so I reached out to the lovely folks at Blueberry who replied very quickly and said, well, there's a couple of things. The iTunes category in your feed doesn't match what's in iTunes. The duration for the episode was in the wrong format. And again, this just led to me not feeling comfortable with their knowledge of the podcasting space. And at that point I went, okay, I'm done. I think I'm just going to leave these guys because, again, I'm kind of tired of doing Q&A. And at that point, I quit telling them what the problems were because, quite frankly, I'm not getting paid to do Q&A. You guys figure out your own bugs. And so they have a thing in there where you can do a 301 redirect. And this was the one that I went, okay, this has to go public. You typically put in this redirect. This is that change of address thing I was talking about before. And after two days... It wasn't updated in Apple to show the new feed. So I went to my new host and I said, hey, where do I put this new feed tag? Because Apple says I should put that in the new feed and you don't have a place for it. And in this case, this was Pinecast. I was going to test them as well. Kudos to Matt from Pinecast because he went above and beyond and said, hey, I went back and looked at the Podmeo feed that you're redirecting. And instead of being a permanent 301 redirect, we're going to get kind of geeky here. It's a temporary 302 redirect. And because Apple knows that's temporary and not permanent, Apple isn't going to update. He says, I've emailed the people at Podmeo to let them know. All right. That was on Thursday, Friday night. So it's been 24 hours plus. I go into Apple. I find my podcast uh, source and it's still looking at Podmeo. So I emailed again the help desk at Podmeo and with a screenshot from Matt and said, hey, you guys are using a a 302 redirect. And I actually, oh, plus for the record, Matt has sent that to me on Thursday. It's Friday. I went out to redirect-checker.org and got the same results. So two different people, two different results. They're using the wrong redirect. So I emailed them and screenshots at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 602. I got a reply that says the redirect type we use is also fine. No, it's not. Not for a permanent redirect, not to have apps update. Then they said this, you can also update your new feed directly from iTunes as well. And that's when I went, okay, that's, that's just horrible advice. In fact, right now, if you go to their website on their support page, they say this again, all you have to do to update your feed in Apple is to go to Podcast Connect and update your feed. That, you ready for this? I'm trying to like stay calm, but this, it makes me mad. That's how you lose your audience. Like you will lose 
all of your audience. So, so picture this. Let me walk you through this. You're on podcast host A, and Apple is looking at podcast host A, and you put in a redirect, and it doesn't work. So Apple is still looking at podcast host A, and so is your, your all your subscribers are looking at podcast host A. You go to Apple, and you say, hey, Apple, you look at podcast host B. Well, that's great for anybody who subscribes today going forward. But your old audience, all those people, all the months and years that you've worked on getting that audience, they're still looking at podcast host A, and there's nothing there to say, hey, you need to go look at podcast host B. And so consequently, you just drain the swamp of your entire audience. Not that your audience is a swamp, but you know what I mean? And so to say that publicly, I was like, like, oh, hold on a second. Because, and again, for me, this again diminished my confidence in their knowledge. And I've since then went to their support and said, how do I cancel my account? And to their credit, to their credit, they did refund my first month because I found their bug in their import feature. They are doing some things that are different. Let's point out the good things they're doing, things that they're trying that are new. They have a way to capture email addresses right there on their player. Now, again, not really new. It's new that a podcast media hosting company is trying that. But if you have uh, Hanny's Simple Podcast Press or Pat Flynn's Smart Podcast Player, both of those players have the ability now to capture email addresses. They also have a way, if you use Stripe.com, a way that right on the player, you can accept donations. Again, somewhat somewhat new that a podcast media host will do that, but Podbean has been doing that with their player. And most podcasts now either have a PayPal button, that's not new at all, or they're using Patreon. So again, not really new. And for me, let's let's inject some opinion here now. When it comes to... Because you can actually capture email addresses and then use them as your email list. Okay, so that's new for me. And this is where I'm going to inject my opinion. When I use an email list provider, I don't want an email list provider that is also a et cetera, et cetera. I want an email list provider that does one thing, and that's make sure that my email is delivered. If we go back 10 years ago, there were times when it was hard to get your email delivered, and that's why you went to these lists, because if somebody on your network was a giant spammer, the whole network would not get their email delivered, or it it would be much more hard to get it delivered. So that's my only worry. That's my opinion about using somebody who's not an email provider to provide my email list. That's the only thing I have worried about that, but I will give them credit. That's new. They also had said something that was a little controversial, that when you use their donate feature, there is no fee to move your money to your bank, like a bank transfer charge. And when they were on the Ask the Podcast Coach, there were people in my chat room that said, that is not true. Anytime you transfer money to a bank, because there's a bank involved, they're going to charge you for it. And on their website, they're saying, uh, they can do that without a charge. So all in all, it's not a come. And the other thing that got me about this is let, let's go back to the facts. Okay. The facts, their import feature is slower than others. 
Okay, so you got to wait a day. Their advertising feature does not inject ads into the MP3 file. Now, again, they have changed their wording. They had bugs to work through. Whether or not it was a few or a lot, there were bugs to work through. And those have been repaired. So, again, end result, there are less bugs. Uh, Their feeds, based on the podcast mirror uh, example, are questionable. And I'm sure when they hear this episode, they'll go over and fix it. Uh, And they actually do change your file name. So the original criteria that I sent to my original contact, I said, do you guys do this? And they said, yep. And they don't. They changed the file name. So if I had known that, I wouldn't even looked at them in the first place. And again, to their credit, they did refund my first month due to the fact that I ran into so many bugs. Now, let me talk about my opinion. I do not feel, based on their advice of things like change the feed in iTunes or 302 redirects are fine. Based on those statements, I don't feel their staff has a deep understanding of the podcasting space or how RSS syndication works in general. My opinion is their support was not bad. In fact, it was pretty speedy. It was just sad that I had to use them all the time. And about every other day, I was finding some sort of issue. Now, to their credit, when I pointed out the issues, they were resolved. Uh, Another opinion, I feel their statement of the number one podcasting platform, I think that claim, I agree with Jim, that's misleading. And I also, in my opinion, would never at this point in January of 2018 recommend them as a host. So keep in mind when you're going to try one of these new, like, hey, here's somebody new on the scene. If you're a new podcaster, this really might have taken you out of the game and said, look, I, it's going wrong. And, you know, for me, when they added the seasons in my entire listing and Apple just went kablooey, like it was still there, but it was all jumbled. And people are like, where's the latest episode? And I'm like, ugh. and again, to their credit, when I pointed it out, they changed it. But I do not recommend them as a media host, especially now until they get all their bugs worked out. And because I'm leaving, they're going to have to another have another new guinea pig to do this. So I'm done testing media hosts. And here's the cool thing about this. Because I have people like you, and you're out there in the podcast world, and because there are Facebook groups, and because there are all these other awesome podcast communities, if somebody comes along that truly is doing something new, because the whole thing about having an ad pop up on your website, that's not new. Spreaker's been doing that. Right now, if you have ads in Spreaker, if you're using Spreaker, now granted, you're going to get, when I was using it, it was point zero zero zero. that's three zeros, two cents per download, but it would pop up a little thing and say, hey, click here to go to the Home Depot or whatever. They've also had pre-rolls. So if you listen on the Spreaker website, I actually have a pre-roll. It says, hey, Spreaker listeners, thanks for listening. Schoolofpodcasting.com, blah, blah, blah. So that's not new. The whole getting payments on a website. Todd Cochran's been doing that since 2004 with PayPal. That's not new. So keep that in mind sometimes. That Sometimes the marketing can make it sound like they're really the, the bee's knees. But in reality, uh, they're not really doing anything new. So... That's my facts, that's my opinion, and that's why I don't recommend them. And just keep in mind when you're moving to these new platforms, 
it's going to be hard to compete with Blueberry, with with Libsyn, with Podbean, with Spreaker. Some of these companies that have been doing it, you know, Libsyn since 2004. We're looking at 14 years. It's going to be hard to really ramp up and come up with something that's going to to beat that. So be careful when you're looking at hosts. That's why I have my criteria and that's my story and I'm sticking to it. What are you doing in February? I will be at Podfest. Check it out, podfest.us. And I'll be celebrating my birthday by having my closest friends rip me to shreds. Yeah, so it's going to be a lot of fun. I will be roasted at Podfest as well as I'll be doing a presentation there. That's in Orlando, Florida, February 8th through the 10th. And then on February 28th through March 2nd, I will be at Social Media Marketing World. This is in lovely San Diego. I've never been to San Diego, never been to Social Media Marketing World. I know the opening night is on an aircraft carrier. This is a really great, both these are great uh, places to go, but I've never been to Social Media Marketing World. I'm really excited about that. And the fact that people aren't going to rip me to shreds. (laughs) No, but if you're interested in these, go out to schoolofpodcasting.com slash 602. I've got links to both in the show notes. I, I was making radio shows for fun. If, if everybody does it, at least everybody I know, does. shut up! Speaking of fun radio shows, if you missed episode number 601, go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash 601. We were talking about how to be a guest and how to find guests for your podcast. In the future, I'm going to be reviewing the, it's, this is a great piece of equipment, I hope, the PreSonus AR12 mixer. It is a USB mixer. It's got two auxiliary sends. And it's got a built-in SD recorder. I'm looking forward to that. As well as, today we talked about moving your podcast media host. I found a really cool tool for web hosts. We'll save that for another episode. And I'm going to be talking about, I found a theme for WordPress. In the past, I I recommended Appendipity. I've been playing with a theme. I really like it. We're going to be talking about that in the future. And to get an episode the minute it's available All you have to do, go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash subscribe, and I've got every kind of way to subscribe you want out there if you're an Apple or Stitcher or whatever. Simply go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash subscribe and get the content the minute it's available all for free. And that is going to do it for this episode of the School of Podcast. Remember, you can't improve what you don't launch. And you may find out that by just throwing that podcast out there that your audience may go, this is good. Have you ever thought of doing this? I would love to help you with that. Simply go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash start. Use the coupon code listener. You can sign up for a monthly membership or a yearly membership. Again, if you're looking for podcast mentorship, email me, dave at schoolofpodcasting.com. Put in the subject line mentorship, and I can answer any questions that you might have about that. I really look forward to working with you no matter what format you choose. Thanks so much for spending your time with me. I deeply appreciate it. Until next week, class is dismissed. Take care and God bless. I'm not making this up. In the Podmeo support, they have a section how to migrate your existing subscribers if you're moving from 
Libsyn. Now, here's the fun thing. You can go to Libsyn support page and get the exact step-by-steps. And instead, they say, put the iTunes new feed tag into your Libsyn box. That's absolutely incorrect, proving once again that I, I feel that these guys do not have an actual understanding of how podcasting works. The thing that blows my mind is the directions are on the Libsyn page. 